Hey folks, it's uh, Chris Shembra, and welcome back to the 747 Conversations podcast, broadcasting live from Dumbo, Brooklyn, one of the fastest growing neighborhoods in all of New York City, with Ro Gupta, the co-founder and CEO of a wonderful company, Carmera, a great uh, intelligence platform specializing in high-definition maps for autonomous vehicles. They do site intelligence, fleet monitoring, you name it, they can do it. They're one of the leaders in this category. A great venture-backed company with presence in San Francisco, Seattle, Detroit, Brooklyn, Asia. You name it, they can be there serving your autonomous vehicle needs. Welcome to the podcast, Ralph. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I mean, it's it's amazing to follow the growth of your company. You know, founded in 2015, here you are, close to 30 million venture back fundraising, growing at a rapid pace. Of all the things you guys have going on, the simple question I want to start off with today is: If you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, whether someone you've never met before. Someone you've known your entire life. Who would that be? So, you know, I think I'm sure that a natural response and a very rightful, you know, an appropriate response to that question is uh, family members, you know, partners, parents, etc. And all of those very much apply. I happen to be in a family where we have, you know, now with my wife's side and my side with you know siblings with um, parents with in-laws there are there's a lot of that to give <laughs> and i and actually my wife and i especially you know we're relative new new parents we have small kids and you know really busy lives and we do require a lot of support and moral you know just kind of um um uh, what's the word just uh, you know just sort of like keeping our, our morales, uh, you know, healthy and everything. And moral support is what I'm looking for. <laughs> and we get it in spades. And so I would like to think that we are, we're trying to be a lot more um, kind of verbal and, you know, um, proactive in, in showing our gratitude there. So I actually may answer your question in a little bit of a different way than I normally would have in terms of signaling out some of those folks who are, I, I don't want to, you know, say that, uh, they're not highly deserving, but there's actually one individual who, I mean, it's really funny that we're talking right now because if you, we, if we've been talking even two, three weeks ago, I may not have even thought about this person and I actually don't even know him that well. Uh, you know, we probably only met half a dozen times, but, um, there's this, a gentleman who helped our company just as a, you know, as a contractor, as a consultant in our very first year. So one of the things we do, um, is we uh, partner with delivery fleets that are operating in cities or other areas to help us kind of crowdsource data for th on the roads and the streets to help keep this high-definition map uh, hmm. data up to mm -hmm. date in an efficient way. Um, so, um, you know, it's just it basically the whole point of the whole problem that we set out to solve was to not just build these high-definition maps, but to actually maintain them and keep, it, keep them up to date, which is really the hardest problem in the industry. And so, uh, so that was, uh, in addition to getting, say, data from customers, you know, who have cars driving around, we were also partnering with these fleets for that. But there's a, um, the point of this is there's a, there's a guy we met just very randomly who helped us with, you know, some of the operational setup of that. So, for example, you know, 
We go to these uh, depots, these garages that have a bunch of delivery vehicles going back and forth, and we have to install equipment there and, you know, have to make sure we can get the data up through access points, Wi-Fi, and he was helping with that. And even three, four years ago, I remember, you know, it's, it was, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the most pleasant condition sometimes, you know, I can remember with actually Justin, my co-founder in, you know, February, New York winter, being out on a ladder on a sprinter van, wiping off, you know, goose shit or it's pigeon shit from a, from a, (laughs) from a roof and, you know, and clean and cleaning off sensors, installing them. Um, and, um, you know, we're kind of like, uh, you know, well, well, uh, you know, we got to do what you got to do. Um, and I, I remember this guy come up, you know, he, he came up and he's just asking questions and he just had the, the sunniest, um, most positive attitude that I'd seen in a while. And, you know, a lot of, I mean, it's, it, a lot of people do have that kind of demeanor, which is nice, but in particular, he, I think he helped me. Um, keep things in perspective, especially around the kind of interesting work we were doing. Because I remember we were at this particular yard in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And, you know, we were just like doing what we had to do. But it's sort of surrounded by all the things that make the city work. Like you could see a waste, you know, like a a wastewater disposal type plant, uh, a wastewater treatment plant. Uh, You could see the skyline of the city. You could see the East River and boats going by. You could see subways going, you know, you can see all, you can see the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. And I remember, you know, looking around and he's like, he said something like, gosh, I love infrastructure. (laughs) And and it was like, it was a weird, it was kind of a weird line. You know, you wouldn't, it was kind of like from a movie, but you wouldn't use infrastructure in the movie line. You know, you'd say something more romantic, I guess. But I remember at first kind of laughing and then realizing actually, yeah, actually, I do too. Like, it's it's really cool to first of all get an appreciation of that to see, you know, how that actually makes life work, especially in you know complicated environments like that people live in, like New York. And then, but then also like really lean into that as you know, um, it's 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 actually like a a gift to be able to work um, as part of a company or, you know, part of a grander mission to uh, make a real dent in that in a good way. So that was kind of the first, you know, the first time I was like, oh, this this guy's, you know, I really like his, his style, you know, it kind of like helps, um, you know, maybe give you a little bit of a, a new twist on, on how to see what we do. Um, and, you know, not that I wasn't always excited in, in starting the company with, you know, um, partners in crime here but you know there's never any job where every aspect of it is <laughs> necessarily your favorite yeah and even in kind of the you know the kind of grimy conditions or whatever um i really appreciated that um that attitude and then fast forward to um two years ago which was actually our um second birthday as a company we had a little party and uh, i invited him and he broke the news that he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and you know if you know anything about cancer it's one of the just most brutal awful things um and you know but yet even then he kind of replied back with um you know with kind of like oh you know you should, you have no idea you know why i may or may not be able to come but if, if there's any uh possible way i'll be there and sure enough he was there you know smiling couldn't really move around much but just hanging out enjoying it and I kind of, you know, even then I, I wasn't sure, um, you know, how much we'd stay in touch, but he kind of, he did a good job of just sort of keeping in touch through this kind of, you know, email list he had. And every time he writes one of those emails, I read every word of it because, you know, it talks about all the, um, 
you know, all the details about what he's going through, but intersperses with, you know, jokes and comments about, you know, people in his life. And, you know, it's not all, it's not all, he doesn't sugarcoat or it's not all, you know, all rosy stuff, but, um, you know, there's almost always some kind of positive um, outlook or um, ending to each of the notes um, about, you know, looking forward instead of kind of going backwards. And then just a few weeks ago, as I mentioned, I, again, if you if we'd met uh, three or four weeks back, we probably wouldn't even thought of this, but um, a few weeks ago, he sent an, an update and I was having, you know, I, was, I and my family, we have little kids, we, you know, just a lot of logistics going on, a lot of like sleep, you know, not having sleep and a lot of travel for me. And um, yeah, so, you know, just kind of one of those weeks that we're like, oh, you know, this is really like uh, a rough uh, weekend because, you know, even the weekends are supposed to be restful, but it was not. <laughs> and yet it was a beautiful day outside, you know, um, and we are mostly just very lucky um, in terms of, you know, having great kids and family around all the things I mentioned. And we got an email that I got an email that morning um, when, you know, we were all kind of in the pits and it was another one of those emails, like I mentioned, but specifically he actually, in the email talked about, you know, once in a while I get, he, he called it a, his pity parties, which, I, you know, it's kind of a term that I think has stuck with me. He's like, you know, look, even, even I'm, uh, get into pity parties once in a while. And then, um, you know, even in my state though, I, I look over and there's a 10 year old boy who's fighting brain cancer. And I say, you know, like what the hell Craig, like, you know, snap out of it. Um, like we need to, we need to keep things in perspective. And of course, you know, if he could say that, right, it's just like I immediately forward that email to some family members and be like, let's let's go to take the kids to, uh, you know, the park and let's go let's go enjoy the day. Like we have nothing to complain about, you know, and it just immediately just uh, put things into perspective. And like that's why I wanted to single him out, I think, in an answer to your question, because the gratitude, there's so many areas that are deserving of gratitude, but that one was from a place I wasn't expecting. And again, from a person I don't really even know that well. Um, and it's just stuck with me, um, you know, uh, so much. I, I, I just think about him all the time, you know, to kind of keep things centered. So. Wow. This man, when you, when you're sitting on a frigid February in New York city, you're cleaning goose poop off a vehicle somewhere. And someone says, I love infrastructure. He's not really saying he loves infrastructure. He's saying he loves the good feelings that come with providing a certain service to people of this world. What is that intangible benefit that he's addicted to that he's been providing for people for so long? Past the infrastructure, to the human part of it. Yeah, I mean, well, I actually think it's both because I actually do he think just he, loves he actually does like the you know the tech geekery of it. Uh, he happens to have a um, telecom networking background, um, so I. But I think you know if you think about his job, right? His his job for years has been to come into some you know office or work place of work usually, get them connected, you know, and basically get them productive and happy, you know. So that goes back to the human element, and and, and it's like. Once, you know, especially now in our digital age, we're so addicted to like connectivity and data, right? Like having either a new uh, connection to the internet or a faster one, 
I'm sure it's like it actually you can see it in people's faces. It like you know, it's, oh great, you know, I can get back to work or I can uh, do you know get my um, whatever like my Hulu or you know <laughs> Netflix to you know connection is so much better. Whatever whatever is important to them. Like I think it's ultimately yeah. I think I, I I'm just I'm obviously um, projecting a little or putting words in his mouth, but um, I think yeah, being able to help people on those two dimensions, being more productive or more happy or both, um, I'm sure is very gratifying to him. And, and you've, you know, learned so much about perspective from this man, not only, you know, before his diagnosis, but now seeing what he's going through, you know, as an individual, but he's, he's gone out of his way to come to you, to come to your events, to come to your community what do you think he's learned from you through the years? I don't know. I mean, I do think he he's really been a, a real supporter, like kind of a, just a cheerleader for us, even outside of what, you know, the work we asked him to do. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it's, it's a nice feeling to know that, for example, a lot of the groundwork he's laying with his work, you know, in terms of uh, connectivity infrastructure is letting a thousand flowers bloom, you know, with startups and companies like ours or many others, especially in his backyard in New York, you know, in the, the New York tech scene. Um, and, and then, yeah, also in this broader emerging space um, that we're personally, you know, involved with in mobility and autonomous mobility, um, which, you know, by the way, like is right now transportation is, you know, if it were a, a disease, it would be like a top three disease in the world. You know, it's killing over a million people a year uh, as we've been talking just now you know um, dozens of people have died <laughs> you know like, and so like normally we wouldn't toler tolerate that um, but we sort of forget about that sometimes and I think he's you know always seemed pretty excited about wow some of the, I can some of the things I've done can help um, people start to solve s some of those problems uh, but again I'm you know, I'm sort of just sort of reading between the lines of some of the things I've heard him say, but he generally has been like, yeah, really, really supportive of, of what we're doing and always cheering us on. So it's a good feeling. As you know, as he's um, kind of transitioning through different phases in life and fighting, uh, you know, a battle with uh, another one of those top diseases out there, you know, what do you, what do you, um, what do you see has changed in his perspective of the world um, you know, that's affecting your work, you know, right now. I know you, you mentioned the examples of him being beside a 10-year-old kid with cancer, but what else has kind of shifted in his perspective that you've caught up on? I think, um, you know, I visited him uh, last year, I think it was, and I think, I mean, first of all, like, he's just been an incredible fighter. I mean, you know, it's been over two years now. Um, he, and he had, I think he said he had a two-year goal you know, to, to live through that. And he, and he has, um, and I think, um, I think that maybe, maybe it's like the balance of like fighting and grinding, but also maybe almost like a three-way balance fighting and grinding, you know, staying upbeat, but also kind of being at peace with, you know, what happens happens. Um, and all of that sort of with the perspective of, look, everybody, you know, like I still actually have it pretty darn good, you know, in terms of where he's lived and who's, 
you know, his family and who he loves and his friends and all that, you know? So if I had to guess, I, I would think some, an experience like that would kind of um, bring you those things, you know, that sort of sense of balance and perspective. So when you adopt, when you vocalize and then you adopt some of those principles such as, you know, you, you have to be okay, you have to release that some things are out of your control, how does that affect your leadership style? How does that affect the way your company is running or the way it's entering the marketplace at whatever kind of pace or not pace that you wished it would? That's a really good question because, you know, we, we actually talk about those kinds of things a lot. And I also think that, um, you know, some uh, myself and my co-founder, Justin, some of the other folks on um, our team who've um, like a, a – Ethan, who's our chief product officer, started our Seattle office. Uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, all done companies before, and, uh, you know, we're all kind of at a slightly later age, uh, you know, families. And I think that kind of forces you to think a little bit more like that. You know, um, maybe my previous startup, I wouldn't have had that uh, inclination. Um, and then that combined with, the space that we're in it's like if you're a control freak then you this you know you would go crazy because you know it's a it's a nascent industry and the rules are still being made as we speak um including in our segment of it in hd mapping um in fact we're often being the ones who are asked to make those rules and but also like kind of try to skate where the puck is going because you know it's not um a fully d mature defined industry yet so so it's almost like liberating in a way, you know, because um, you kind of know. I mean, and this is true, I think, of any startup because especially kind of a, you know, high growth or venture back tech tech startup, because by by definition, you're usually, you know, going after something that's um, not fully defined yet. Um, but I'm just saying it's it's exacerbated in, you know, in driverless cars or um, <laughs> and so I think and I think because of that, actually, it, why I say it's liberating is, first of all, we have no choice but to have a sense of just balance and harmony in our working lives anyway, because like we have, you know, families and kids and so do a lot of the other people at the company. And it's also just, you know, even if we didn't believe in it culturally, like it's just a forcing function, right? We do happen to believe in it very much so, um, you know, both for just personal reasons and also just it's a smart, smarter way to to run sustaining organizations. But that combined with, you know, an industry that is still being um, uh, kind of still evolving, um, it kind of gives you license to just say, like, yeah, look, we got to, you know, we got to decide on our North Star, on our, you know, our guide rails and, um, and you know, kind of be at peace with we, we may not. In fact, we won't get everything right. But as long as there's like one sort of central, you know, again, North Star mission that is that's that's what we're doubling down on always and then everything else we're comfortable on you know making small adjustments along the way um you know buckle in that's what we're doing um and giving yourself yeah so basically giving yourself both the space to you know um iterate but also the kind of certainty of like look this is what we're going after and you know if if we're wrong or if our timing's off or whatever that's okay, you know, but we are, we're all signed up for it. And that includes not just our company, that includes our, our investors, our board members, but also even our families, you know. Um, so 
yeah, I think it's um, it's probably kind of a good practice to um, you know sort of hold yourself to that. The the opportunity that 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 you have in this space, you know, what is what is the great good you hope for the world by this being a successful company? So, um, you know, safety is something. You know, it's a word that's thrown around a lot. Um, but you know, we think that. Um, I kind of mentioned this before, but I think we think that sort of society, the world has become a little bit numb to um, the safety, um, you know, downsides of transportation, particularly cars, you know, automobiles. Um, it's just kind of almost like a, you know, a boiling the frog type approach where like it's just been decades of people being used to, um, you know, automobiles and car crashes happen. You don't hear, you know, you you will definitely we will definitely hear if God forbid a you know seven seventy seven went down tomorrow uh, you know and hundreds of people died, we will definitely not hear about the thousands of people who who will die tomorrow, um, right? It's just ho hum. So, I think, I think even being able to put any significant dent in that, um, it and you know in a way where in in the right way too. There's also kind of a reckless way, but in the kind of the way that. Um, is kind of cognizant of not just the techno what the technology can do but also what you know all the other stakeholders whether it's you know ourselves governments private citizens etc um would expect in terms of deploying technology re responsibly um and for the good of all not just for like you know a few small or a few big companies or something like that um so yeah, and, and I think um, you know a lot of us have personal experiences with that. Like my, um, you know, really the first kind of tragedy I was probably old enough to process as a kid was uh, my grandfather dying in in a car. You know, took some medication, fell asleep. You know, drifted on the other side of the road. A lot of you know a lot of people have stories like that. Um, and I think also living in cities like you know New York and Seattle. Um, also, I came from. Um, India from I was born in Calcutta, India, you know, really teeming city um, also gives you an appreciation of just how critical mobility and transportation is, but also what a scourge it can be, not just with, you know, um, fatalities or injuries, but all the other negative externalities of of transportation, like, you know, congestion and pollution, land use, etc. Um, now, not that there's a silver bullet solution to all of those, um, but you know, we do think that um, high-definition maps being kind of one of the key safety um, uh, kind of, uh, you know, like almost like almost like air traffic data or weather weather data for planes. You know, like uh, HD maps acting as a as a key safety enabler. We often describe it as almost like virtual railroad tracks that um, our customers, the autonomous vehicle customers, are able to use when in doubt. You know, to make sure that they're they have lots and lots of redundancies um that um yeah that's like super meaningful and it's it's i mean it's on a number of levels one is it's just it's really interesting and fun technology for people to want to work on you know especially in a city like new york you don't necessarily get a lot of opportunities to do that and then and then too as i said it's just a lot of us have personal stories and live you know are immersed in 
in environments where it's like obvious to us what a big meaty problem that is to help solve. Hmm. I'm glad you've uh, I'm glad you've taken it upon yourself. Uh, your friend has he given any uh, words of advice or encouragement in the last couple months about where you guys are going or uh, anything he, he thinks you should do different or better or worse or uh, I mean I think it's you know the last time when he kind of uh, when I gave his update I just I, sh- I showed him I actually forwarded his email to a couple of folks in my family and you know he just kind of joked about well you know you're a smart smart guy to forward it to them those are the most important people so I think more it's it, now it's more just kind of um, you know um, empathizing um, with, I mean, I think he'd be the first to admit, it, you know, before his diagnosis, he's, he'd probably have the same kind of like, oh, woe is me kind of times and just um, being able to really like zoom out a little bit and have perspective. I think that's where, you know, he's, he's just been a really um, a good person to continue to, to keep in my life and, you know, keep myself honest. So, yeah. If he was sitting in this uh, Zen booth with you today, here in the rain in Dumbo, Brooklyn, what'd you say to him? Uh, you know, I'd give him a big hug, a big high five. Probably, you know, tell a dumb joke or two. Uh, you know, he's he like me. He's also uh, likes a likes a quip um and um to be honest i think he's the kind of guy who wouldn't want to like you know go to like sappy or you know into the you know he'd love he likes he would want to talk shop and be like hey look you know look i'm i'm still here let's let's talk shop what are you up to that's so cool or have you ever thought about this and by by the way there's a there's a guy i used to work with who works on that you know i think that's that's what's so refreshing it's you know yeah, I mean, it is good to, like, um, you know, appreciate some of the more sentimental, you know, uh, notions from someone like that. But I think part of his charm and part of the um, perspective of he's given to me or just kind of the spillover effect on me is, hey, like, you should savor the fact that, you know, you're, um, you know, you're around in, in this day, this time and day, and you're healthy and able to do be productive and you know, be dangerous at certain things in the, in a good way and go get, you know, go get them. Let's go talk shop. You know, what else are you going to do? You know, it's just like a, um, just like a very kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Like default do something attitude. Hmm. (laughs) Default do something attitude. Bias for action. Yeah. He sounds like an amazing man. The default doer and <laughs> the default do something or well Ro, any uh any last words in closing about anything we've talked about today or not talked about today no i think um i think th- I think this exercise is a really good one um you know actually it's as I said, the timing's kind of interesting because uh, I don't know that I would have, you know, maybe like every Thanksgiving we all like, go around and think about what we're thankful for, but there's probably not enough times in the calendar that kind of forces people, especially when you're in the thick of it, you know, um, in terms of your professional career, family, et cetera, to ask that question about, you know, what does give you gratitude or what are you grateful for? 
Um, and you know, this just happened to happen recently with this, this individual I was talking about, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, um, it's just a really a good way to force, force yourself to answer it for yourself. And yeah, maybe there should be more <laughs> like holidays in the calendar or something where <laughs> you're required by law to answer that. I think it, I think it actually, actually, I, I think I have seen even, um, clinical studies about, you know, thinking about what you're grateful for actually has physiological, very powerful uh, effects. Um, yeah. So I'm only half joking on that. <laughs> <laughs> you're late on the times. Yeah. <laughs> that market has been cornered. No. Uh, well, thank you for those words. And, and thank you. What, his name is Craig? Craig. Craig. Thank you for your words about Craig. You know, I, I certainly learned a lot today. And, and I, to all our listeners, I, I hope you learned as much as we did. You know, it's all about the power of perspective. It's about having a, you know, uh, the three different things of, um, you know, fighting through something, learning to appreciate something. And I forget the third, but it's on the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it really is. Life is such a complicated thing. And when you can try to solve complicated challenges, just know if you're taking a stab, not in the dark, but in, in, uh, in a space where no one else is is stabbing you got to understand that there's going to be bumps in the road but that's all right um you have family you have friends you have a work ethic and and sometimes that's all you need um in terms of here at carmera with roe and with justin and the entire team they're doing tremendous work um many 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 success stories and case studies on their website um so please go check them out in the link below um, they're really doing some amazing things. So thank you to Ro for being with us here today. If, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends, especially in the autonomous vehicle space. Um, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify. Hope you all are having a phenomenal day on earth. Remember folks, it's your world. Go explore and we'll see you next episode. Mm-hmm.